Yeah. Here we go. Had to do it for the fans, man. Hey, you know that. Think they ready, Nug? Not for what we got coming. King Corn Beast be killing shit. Guess who started a podcast? Riddle me that. Nug and his boy Jersey, and we talking smack. Sports, music, and life, we talking all of that. We live in effect. Hey, yo, hey, we, we in the chat. This is part two of the Woman in Power episode. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back to that previous episode for additional content. Um, in business, <laughs> I'm very cutthroat. In a, what, in a situation with another woman, we're super cutthroat. If it's a man, we just not gonna go down because that is not what we're talking about today. Uh, but that was my next question. Oh, we gonna do that? Like, oh shit! I did say that was off of this. Dating in DC? No, I'm joking. <laughs> so, but this is the dating is DC yeah. is a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, they got all the acronyms behind their names. There's security clearance. Oh. Oh and it's just God. like, but who are you? Who are, who are you, you, bro? See, like, that's a hard question. Your resume. You. Listen, man. You look, but this, and this is the thing. In a city like DC, everybody fucking looks yeah. great on paper. Yeah. Right? It's true. But who Maybe are flash. you? Like, come, come on. It's but, true. um, it's, yeah, we're just not, we're yeah. not gonna go there, though. We're just gonna keep that. But I think for me, though, you know what I'm saying? With a question <laughs> yeah. like that, if you never really been asked that question, like, really and truly asked that question, who like, are who you? are you? You'll never know. Because but most they, people don't. No. But yeah. that's that's hard. In like, general, I, I have a yo, to. like an old head had to break that down to me because he he the one who really brought it to my attention. And I started looking at our other shows when I asked the question, and I was like, that's not the answer I'm really looking for. And I didn't realize that until I realized what the question, you know, what I'm saying, really, really entails. What it really should be, you? you know, yeah, what it really should be letting people know about yourself. So, yeah, who are you? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, at the, most people don't do enough self work. Right. Yeah. Like in deep dive into self, right? I think a lot of people in the past, I'm like, oh my god, Kia, your energy is just so different. What do you? And I, <laughs> and I unapologetically say, I don't care who it is. <laughs> oh, I've been in therapy for a whole solid year. Mm. Every Monday for the past 54 weeks, I was in therapy tending to myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it wasn't until I took that deep dive that I realized all my personal mm -hmm. shit and mm -hmm. angst was starting to spill over into other facets yep. of my yep. life. Yep. And I think if we don't check in with ourselves early on, you know, momentum and adrenaline, it's fucking addictive. Yeah. It's like a drug, yeah. right? And as a person who has addiction that runs in my family, I had to realize that addiction wasn't going to show up with me smoking or drinking. It was just success and momentum and going and going and going and going. And then I started to feel burnt out. I started to feel depressed and anxiety and all this. I felt boxed in. And it was just like... Because you were riding on that high, yeah. you never stopped and took stock of your foundation mm -hmm. to keep you going. Yeah. And that's when I really had to be like, well, who are you? Yes. What makes you happy? Do you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. it's, and you can't, wealth is, is literally a direct connection to your health, yeah. your mental, your physical, and spiritual. And I think I plateaued in my business because I didn't do time figuring out who I was, yeah. what made me tick, and what made me motivated, mm -hmm. and I, I had to be in therapy. Like, I, I was mm -hmm. a business meeting. It's like, oh my God, your energy is just so great. It's like, thank you, potential client. It's because I'm in therapy. Right? No, I love it. Everybody needs to go to therapy. And you know why I can say it like that? Because I'm the boss. Right? But that transparency, that transparency is important. There's nothing, there's literally nothing. I'm the queen of transparency. I hate that. Yeah, because I do. I think that I feel like you saying that, you are giving permission for somebody else to be like, you know what? I'm going to go to therapy, and I'm going to say I go to therapy. Ain't, ain't nothing wrong, wrong with it. There's nothing wrong it, with it. It's the same thing with money. I was talking to one shit. I was like, oh, how much money do you make? I, I don't feel comfortable. Why? <laughs> Why don't you feel comfortable? Especially women. We yeah. are notorious for not wanting to yeah. talk about money. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Anxiety. This is what men do, hey bro. Yeah. You, 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 hey, where you work at, man? Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. What was what was your nickname? What was your nickname? Jers. Hey, Jers, yo, I applied for this job, right? I was asking for a hundred thousand. What were you gonna ask for? Yeah. Oh, I was gonna ask for eighty. Nah, bro, ask at, for a hundred. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. But this, but this, but this what women do. This is what women do. This is what women do. 
start with like 60 because I don't want them to think like Oh, okay. I don't think I want to tell you what I want to ask for. Just in case. This is what women do. Yeah. This is what we do. We, we, we undervalue ourselves. Exactly. Like, man, we fuck that shit, bro. They won't get the job. She got 60. She got 95. <laughs> you know what you're making 100. Yeah. But that is so. So this idea of transparency yeah, around true. money. Uh, this is my new favorite question. Question to. Should we stop? Oh, this is my new favorite question to ask people. What's your net worth? Mm. Oh, how did you get there? Just like that. It's like, I'm not trying just to be crass. It, yeah. It's just like, tell, tell yeah. me. Because the, the money conversation, this is a conversation white people have. Yeah. You know, I, know. I was going to say, it's a, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a black people thing yeah, too. Yeah, the women are worse though. Yeah, but I'm very private yeah. about. Yeah. I'm not afraid to give up that game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I've to, gotten to a point where like it's like, bro, I don't give a fuck no more, man. Somebody need this shit more. Than we can yeah. all eat from the table. Yeah, exactly. Bro, bro, they make new millionaires every fucking day. Like if Everybody you eat good, I eat good. Straight up. All eat from the Straight table. So, uh, one of my coworkers, our last show, we was talking about New Year's resolutions yeah. and just setting goals. Yeah. Now some people don't want to tell people their goals. Yeah. People go steal them. People go put them down I, if they don't accomplish them. If it's yours, it's like, always yo, going to be yours. I told you my goals because yeah. I know you going to hold me accountable. Yeah. You going to be like, yo, what's up? Yeah, you say you're going to apply this doctoral program. What's up? Where you what's at? Up? You know where you saying? at? Yeah, you got you the application. Yo, yo, bro, where your therapy at? Because I'm going. Yeah, you know, going. I think that it's a gift in the curse bro. of this new space of like self-care, self-empowerment. Yeah. It's become so commercialized, but it's also become competitive. And I don't understand that. Like, when did taking care of yourself become like a thing? Like... You know, oh, you I'm got your at, you got your nails and your toes done, my nigga. Or I'm up at what? five a.m. meditating. If you're not doing that, yeah. like, you're, you're it's, yeah, yeah, it's just it's it's also a weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, really inter- it's really interesting. Allow people their own time, bro. Like, why are you putting pressure on people to do some shit that you already found out? Good that you found it out. <laughs> Leave them the fuck alone, man. Damn, they ain't got there yet. And what's good for you may not be good for exactly. me. You know, I think, so this goal setting Damn. thing, right? I read this book uh, called The Return to Love by Marianne Wilson, Ooh. right? Great book. Changed my life, right? The Return to Love. Re- a Return to Love, right? Uh, and it talks about in a portion of the book, it talks about goal setting. Mm-hmm. And this was after I had all my goals ready. I could tell you all eight things I wanted to do in 2020, <laughs> right? And it goes, the problem with setting goals is we only set goals that we can imagine. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize by setting that goal, we're creating a limit on what could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. True. And so I, it kind of like got me thinking like, you know, I'm setting this goal, make a million dollars in my business in 2020. Why? Right. What will that do? Mm-hmm. If I cap myself at a million, how come I can't make five? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I right. think it's not about setting a goal or an outcome at the start of some arbitrary time. It's just, am I constantly evolving and mm-hmm. growing? Not whether it's January 1st, June 2nd, right. November 1st, or December 31st. I think that's the problem. We wait to an indicator mm. to right. move or evolve yeah. when it's just constant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just like me saying, I I want to do X by this date. Well, I could have done that last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just, I think it is doing things on your own time. Sure. But as long as you're not stagnant, I'm, I'm trying not That's to be like, do this by this date. And people say, oh, if you can't measure, if there's no metric to measure, there's no success. But That's I think, I think it's just doing, yeah, it's just doing things on your yeah. own time. Yeah. Sometimes, um, you know, sometimes sitting still, I talk about this a lot, sometimes yeah. sitting still and being in your mind, just evaluating. Bruh. You know what I mean? That's important too. You still, you still, you still making strides. I say this, if, you know, if you have a passion, right, and it's, it is truly your passion. You work a nine to five, whatever it is. I think like on a, any day, if I don't think about the show, I feel bad because it's my passion. It's, I love this shit. So if I'm not even thinking about it, something's not right. Yeah. Something didn't go right that day. So at any time, I'm always trying to find in every day a way to give energy to something that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. Whether it's painting, you know, me learning the guitar now, um, the show. Uh, hitting the gym, anything that I'm really, really passionate about, I gotta give some energy to. I gotta find some time. They say it only takes seven minutes a day, you know what I mean, to really get proficient at learning guitar or anything for that matter. Like, you don't need a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We always try to nestle out this amount of time to do something. 
Nah, man, scale it back a little bit. You're a busy person. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you find 10 minutes just to jot down an idea, a dream, anything, it write comes it to life yep. at that point. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And once you write it down, mm-hmm. you can't back off of it. Mm-hmm. You wrote it down. This yep. is concrete right now. You know what I'm saying? So I just, don't know about that. Because I've written down, get over that guy and still be I'm right there in my channel. Dear diary, this motherfucker didn't do no. this. But you got to get that your guy. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm you, just you playing. Need <laughs> you need grace. You need a little grace. I, I do believe in but writing yeah, things down. So to, I remember when I, when I first started writing They manifest differently. It does. It, yeah. it really, truly does. And yeah. I always say, like, I feel like with my freelance stuff, I am giving probably like 40%. Yeah. I can Ooh. imagine if I gave 100. You make more money. I would leave the job. You I would leave the job. You know what I'm saying? I would. Um, But it started by me literally writing, like, this is what I want to do. And then it didn't. It didn't happen immediately. I feel. I feel like it took a few years, and yeah. then you know, I had my first client, and then right. I had my second client, and then it was like, oh, okay, like this is really, really happening. Okay. Um, so I believe in that. The second thing that made me think is yeah. hobbies. So it took me going to therapy and doing a life yeah. life coaching. She had me do this exercise. She, she was just like, "What fills you up?" Like, yeah. and I, I was like, "Oh, I don't even really know." Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know because I have been so used to. Okay, I'm done with I'm done with undergrad. I'm going to this job. I'm going to masters. I have been so used yeah. to going to the next thing yeah. that when I stopped, I didn't know yeah. what filled me up. What was yeah. life giving to me? True. So this last like five years has really been spent like, what does Mariah like to do? What fills me up? What are my hobbies? And I feel like I'm still learning because yeah. I I really just didn't spend time being intentional enough to right. know like. What what are the things we that I we've to become do? so outcome driven, yes. and I think that yes. that's the problem. Yes. Like I remember when I when I first got into therapy last year, I was like, look, some shit's not right. Not, <laughs> tell me what <laughs> tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. do this 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 this. We, Bitch, I did all we that. Be done. We want to be like, done. She was like, I you. Like we want to get like, to what's the, happening? Right. Right. We think of therapy as having an end. But, yeah. but I think it's all things in life. We yeah. like okay, do X now what and do yeah. X. It don't work that way. And one of my girls, she was like, yeah, I'm trying to get into running. And what techniques are you doing? <laughs> what apps are you using? Well, how do you go faster? I'm like, damn bitch, can't you just like, like, shit. Like, everything is about a yeah. metric. And it's kind of what you said about, like, just being still. Yeah, like, stillness. So, another, so my top three books in 20, yes, 2019. I, so, I read 37 books last year. Oh, in the gosh. previous year, I read three. Just like, wow. okay, top, Gross. top. Three, right? Hell yeah. Uh, I did I did a lot on like self-care, mental, and then a lot of biographies, right? Okay. So my top three in this order, a return to love, mm-hmm. the four agreements. Yeah. Add it to your list. Add, add to your list. Go and, get it today. And the law of attraction. I haven't read that one. Now, for biographies, David Goggins, You Can't Hurt Me, is a black man. He's been to every tactical training school, Navy SEAL, Air Force, Army Rangers. His book is raw. Phil Knight, Shoe Dog. And the close, close third is between Gabrielle Union, We Need More Wine, and Stuart Scott, uh, the ESPN Correspondents. Top okay. six books, 2019. Recommend them all. Okay. And I so what was Stuart Scott's one? Going I'm gonna tell you right. Let me look it up. Let me get look at it. I'm right in. Uh, because what what I loved about his book is, um, you know, he passed of cancer, and right. in his book he would just talk about how every day I fight. Right. For him, it was a lot about mindset. He would leave chemo. Yeah. And go freaking do P90X. And it's just like, if this man can get just toxins pumped in his body and still turn around and decide how he was going to live his life, what can't you freaking do? Uh, So, but those are my top six, like, books last year. And I think this year I started off reading um, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. And he talks about, like, how to build small hobbies Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, how we need to plan for more leisure and get off of our devices and our phones and all these other things. Um, But I I try to find time to not be doing anything. We always be doing something. Just sit still. And you asked, like, how my drive was down here. Uh, I think I was in a weird headspace. 
And I, I know when I'm in a weird headspace, you know when you're in a mood and you need the perfect song? Yeah. yeah. And whenever you can't find the right song, it really just means you just need to be quiet. You do. Mm-hmm. You be just still. Sit, be still. Yeah. Stop trying to find something to like alter your mood, your, mood, yeah. your mindset, your thoughts. Just let them mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was able to like yeah. calm myself yeah. in a different type yeah. of way. Yeah. Um, I have a question for uh, Mariah. Yes. You're a multidimensional person mm-hmm. of course um that wasn't really looked at as a thing for black women you know for for a long time i feel um what was what was it that pushed you to to sort of get into every one of the your efforts or everyone you know your whole entire skill set you mean multi-dimensional and in, in terms of you like know the, what you do the blogging the researching um the... I've, I've just always been into a lot of things and i just i never felt the need to like put myself in a box okay the answer is simple, but, yeah. like, that's really what it was. Like, if I like right. many different things, then why can't I, you know... Yeah, I agree with that. Can too. I, can I yeah. challenge you on that? Yeah, sure. Now, how do you become an expert at one? Go deeper. Okay. Decide, I think it's about... I think it's prioritizing. Like, I, I went to school to be an urban planner mm-hmm. for me to go deeper on urban planning. Fair. And the other things are ancillary to that. Right. But I always think there's a connecting point right. to it, right? right? And then, like, things are branches mm-hmm. of these other things. Right. But I also, like, never... I Even if urban planning is my core, I can be... By interest in other things, I can still, like... Right. Not necessarily pursue those things, but be interested in them and learn about them. So I, like, I actually push back at the idea that just because I like to do something, I don't need to become that thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I also think there's a trend of, like, oh, so you're learning to play the guitar. you don't want to become a musician, do you? You just like doing yeah, it. Mm-hmm. I love music. You like so, music. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I'm just going to do it. I don't yeah. have to be that thing, right. right? So, I knew I wanted to be an urban planner, but sure. I still allow myself to do the other things yeah. that I like to do and that, yeah. you know, fill me up. And I feel like, you know, those things, they have seasons just as, you know, the people that come in your life have seasons. This season, I'm, I'm urban planning. That's all I'm, this is what I'm doing, right? But in my next season, you know what I'm saying? I got to get on my research bag. That's, you know, I, I really got to get into that. You know, once that season's over, hey, I'm, I'm blogging, you know what I mean? People really need to know what's going on out here, so I'm going to get in that bag. So you can be all the things that you want to be. I, I'm full-heartedly support all of that, you know what I mean? But it's just about prioritizing how you do those things because you don't want... You know, you don't want them to be all jumbled together. You can't really figure out right. which bag yeah. you in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. And that's what I did a lot, just having a lot on my plate. Yeah. I, I seen this quote some, one time. It yeah. said, like, you know, you can't complain about your plate being full <laughs> when your goal was to eat. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to do all these things. I wanted to do this nonprofit that I'm president of. I wanted to do this with the organization. I wanted to do that. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I ain't got no time for my damn self. Like, I'm doing all these extra things and podcasts, going to school. I'm like, yeah. I'm full. Like, what yeah. else can I do? Like, And then I had to like, okay, I got to take things off my plate. I got to prioritize. I'm going to set this aside for June, you know, right. or things like that. And yeah. But I do have a lot of passions, and I feel like I can contribute to those in a particular way. But this is really just a setup for Mariah, though, right? Uh-huh. But wait, well, how do you? How do you? If you're doing all those things, you can't make more money freelancing to start your own business. That's what I was going. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I want you to, you know, be. I don't care who you are. If if I feel like, oh, they got some hustle in them, they got some grit. I like that. That's right. Like, like I, that all, all I'm gonna do is push you. Push Why you ain't start your business? No, that's yeah. a, what you doing. Let me tell you something. Next time I talk, Mariah, you know, I can, I can, I can find you. I can find you six white women. You know she gonna get your number. It's crazy. I can find you six white women, seven white men who probably are not as qualified. Who and took the leap and took the leap. And it's like, what you waiting for, sis? Like, what? 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 I mean, I asked myself. It's a question. What would I do if I? I think part of it is fear based. Yeah. And I recognize that. I recognize that. No, but like that—that's not an excuse. No, like, no I mean I let you have it because I know fear can be crippling, it can be. and that's it can the be. fact that you know that's what it is. Yeah, I'm I very won't push aware. I just—I like, mean, I might push you a little bit more. Like. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. But I was gonna go back to that point of I do think I think the thing that grounds me is there is, and I forget there's a TED talk he talks about it. Um, it's your why, how, and what. Yeah. And for me, what I always go back to when I feel like oh, I'm doing way too much. 
my why. Like, what's my why? That brings it all together. Mm. And when I go back to that, things will start to drop off that mm. don't lead me to why I am doing what I'm doing. Mm. Because in the moments where I felt like I've had too much on my plate and I'm like, this don't even make sense. Yeah. When I go back to that question of like, what is grounding me in it? Yeah. The things that don't make sense will drop off mm. because it kind of realigns me to that point. But also, are they making you money? Not everything is about yeah. being monetized. But but as a from a business yeah. perspective, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know who said it. Someone yeah. said it. You gotta have you gotta have <laughs> seven Quote, right? you gotta have seven revenue, revenue yeah. streams, yeah. right? Someone's recurgitated it sixteen different ways. <laughs> yeah. Put it on Instagram. Yeah. But I think to have seven different revenue streams, you got to start what one that you do very very well, mm -hmm. sure. and then you flip that and you do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But I think my thing is just more black entrepreneurs yeah, yeah. and starting younger you, and, and this yeah. is why I, if I had a dollar for every time mm. someone said like I wish I would have done that at your age I wish I would have done that yeah. and, and they in their 50s and they never own their own business yeah. I think we have the freedom mm -hmm. and the resources like move jump you yeah. will not drown mm -hmm. yeah man mm -mm. somebody going you know what I mean somebody going to throw a life preserver you, yeah. Yeah. you, you, you got to you invest in yourself you yeah. know? Some, you like I I know mad people want to be entrepreneurs. They're like, I don't got the money, and and I'm always like, but I'd be like, look, you bought that forty thousand dollar new car, like, Which you know what I'm saying? Some and, shit that's depreciated. Like, come on, man, gotta do better. Um, what's uh, what's some of y'all fears for like young black girls coming up? Fears? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, my greatest fear is that um, people, low income people, will live in subcombar sub subpar living conditions, right? That their the built environment will never will continue to reinforce a negative value that they have. I think that's just holistically. Um for fears for young black women being their own hero, mm. needing the validation of some other person in a romantic relationship mm. um to validate them. Yeah. Um boxing yourself into the should I should do this I should be doing that um over sexualized and then calling it freedom of ex body expression um <laughs> yeah I, I mean those are yeah. you know that and I'm just gonna say it this narrative that I don't need a man to have a baby I can raise a baby on my that's some bullshit mm. um you know I, I think those are things that I'm fearful of for all, not just women of color, right. but just young women in, in general. general. It's just this false sense of, oh, we're in this together, kumbaya, mm -hmm. you know, girl power, that's bullshit. You know, I mean, it looks good on Instagram, but when we're in the board meeting, yeah. this is what men do. Hey, bro, you on that deal? <laughs> yeah, me too. Hey, bring my man. Women, you on that deal? Yeah, oh, okay, good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That we can only be one. Right. <laughs> that we, we we we're putting out this false narrative that we're all in this together, sisterhood. And that's no not way. real. Yeah. You you know what I'm yeah. saying? That social media has really put a veil mm -hmm. over real issues that we think they don't exist, mm -hmm. but back in the boardroom and across dollars, mm -hmm. now that shit's still yeah. real. Yeah. Those are the things that I'm fearful, fearful yeah. of, I think, for for me. So I second that, and I also, I go to the policy laws side, too, because I think that there are a lot of currently laws and policies on the books around how black girls are policed, right? Mm. So when we talk about the prison pipeline, um, uh, school-to-prison pipeline, like, we, I think the narrative and the piece that's missing is of how black girls are faring in that picture. Mm. When we look at over-criminalization of black girls, the rates at which they are expelled and suspended mm -hmm. and and policed over their hair and mm -hmm. what they're wearing and all those things, right? And I think that we have to continue to pay attention to, like, how laws that are being put on mm -hmm. the books, specifically with regard to, like, education, right. look at how that's disproportionately impacting um, black girls. Um, I also think that, and I say that too because I do work at the General Assembly and uh, Delegate McQuinn actually just, uh, there was a hearing on d discrimination ba on the basis of hair, right? Like just because we know that what that looks like for us is, is you know, like for somebody to say, oh, you can't, you can't wear that in school. Like this is my, this is my natural hair. This is how my hair grows on my head. Like this protects us out. 
other fears. I but, think I, I, but this is a thing. Yeah. I don't need a policy to tell me how to wear my hair. And the fact that a policy now makes it okay, so it makes me think it's okay, it's like, what? What? So, and, and I think you're absolutely right. I think you, you, that's not more for you. I think it's for the people who are enacting, like, who are at, like, points where they're making decisions in these schools. They need the policy. They like, need, that's very much uh, for them. But this is the thing. It's always going to be something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Today, it's my hair. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow, she can't wear a four-inch right. heels because they look slutty. Right. Like, it's right. always going yeah. to be something. So we're We're, we're yes. waiting. For, Absolutely. And it's just like... Yeah. Absolutely. For real? Like, I, I've been in the military for 18-plus years. And I've probably been natural for 10 years. Every fucking time, my hair has been out of rags. Like, it's bigger than it's supposed yeah. to be. I don't sleek it back. I don't put it in a bun. It's always not a natural hair color. I've worn... Co- it's just like... And that's a very confined institution, yeah. Yeah. the military. Yeah. And it's just like, no, no, I'm yeah. good. Like, I, I show up. I show yeah. up. I do all my yeah. other things. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter... And, and yes, there should be policies, but we want policy to take the place of empathy and decency and seeing other people as human beings, and that's not going to solve the problem. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. I agree, but I also think that when we do look at the outcomes of how girls fare in our educational system, something is like something is something is off, something is right? off. And yeah. so at, it's the empathy piece that's missing. It's literally teachers and educators not seeing us as human. Exactly. Right. See me. There's Everybody that part. Be seen. Right. Yeah. It's like literally you don't see me as human. Right. And so I think that's that's one side. And, and yeah. I think there's a there's an issue with kind of what's on the books driving your ability to suspend me because and granted I wanted to ask you about your your razor blade. Like <laughs> they probably expelled you because you didn't. But I wonder if they if they knew if they asked like why'd you bring nah, this they did but, but it was why'd you bring this it was and ve- you would have said okay, and I did it was mom. very cut and dry but at the same right. at the same time it was just like you know what <laughs> did I know better probably Right. I mean, a weapon is a weapon is a weapon. It is. He looking at me like. But I do think I do think those and no pun intended. I, I do think those black and white policies though disproportionately impact us. I think you know what I mean. Because you, I feel I'm maybe a, I'm not the weapon thing. Listen, no, but no, no. I think no. I I mean, we see it every day. White dudes be outside waving guns at police, and the police like, all right, calm down, so we can take you in. Black dude outside waving a gun, goodbye. He ain't even got you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it a bean. Like, yes, that's real. It's it a, it, it a presumption that you might have it. So, it was so, 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 yes. So, so I'm saying and if it's a little white girl, little Emily got a blade, you know what I'm saying? And she really she at home cutting up crap yeah, with her. But this, is, but, this is, but this is the thing. Like, it's always going, I think. Can't be overlooked. It won't matter if we don't learn to see people. As people, right. Malcolm right. Gladwell has a new book out talking about this, and it's just like, if I don't see jurors as a person first, it doesn't then matter what policy, policy training is. Stop! Don't shoot! True. Put put a a, a, yeah. a camera thing on me on the cam- on the vest. Yeah. That shit don't matter. Right. What matters first is I don't see him as a person. Yeah. It's already Period. Set you can set. There are rules that exist right now that we break every day, rules right. that existed for years, yeah. and people still break them. Yeah. But we have to see people as people first for anything to fucking change. Yeah. Yeah. You can give me all the policies in the world, but if I if I think down on you as a person, mm-hmm. that's all, it don't, ma- it don't matter. Yeah. Nothing else it don't matter. matter. No, that's fair. Anytime It's, it's funny, because I just led a racial equity training, and I anytime I'm leading racial equity trainings, with like especially with predominantly white people, I said, mm-hmm. you know, actually, we're, I know the policy, the, the diversity, equity, inclusion policies and procedures, but we actually going to talk about, like, y'all, bi- like, biases. Because yeah. it starts here. Like, yeah, sure. a lot of, and, and this is my spiritual organizations, it's like, you want to do this work in yeah. the community, but you're not even addressing how you're showing up. Exactly. You're not even addressing your unconscious biases yeah. or the fact that, like... What part you play. What part you're oh. playing. So before we can, you're right, before we can talk about the policies, how are you interacting with people and what sets of beliefs do you have that's choosing for you to look at me and think that I'm less than? Even if you don't mm. think you think that... Yeah. We need but, to address that. And this is the thing. It needs yeah. to be that clear. right yeah. there 
And I'm just an yeah. interior designer, right? And I'm and I'm talking to these people. I'm saying, do all this fancy stuff yeah. in your building, right? And I'm not even spending any more of your money, right? I'm saying, <laughs> do this. Uh-huh. And then you say, um, yeah, but these we were designing this platform because in affordable housing, there could be no soft seating in the public space because what property management and developers say is these people, they tear it up. They'll have sex on this furniture. They'll do all this, just bad things that only wow. poor people do. And I said, okay. <laughs> so we designed this, like, custom platform platform with integrated cushions and seating it wasn't soft right we found a compromise and then the property manager goes well is that gonna have power i was like what do you mean so like you could plug your phone in or something she was like yes i said it can all like excited and she was like we don't want people hanging out and charging their phones and i was like i was like okay let's let's take a step back people (laughs) What if I was a child trying to correspond with my mother and my phone was about to die? What if, what if I was a mother trying to call an Uber so I could get to my job? All you could see is this demographic of people coming, yeah. hanging, hanging out. Yeah. And this is the thing. You go go to any major airport in the world. You see all demographics of people sitting on the fucking floor Plugging to charge their, phone, their phone. The bigger issue is you can't see past your own biases. Mm-hmm. So the first 30, 45 minutes of most of my design presentations is talking about your implicit biases. Wow. That developer. And interior design. And, and I'm just Who an interior thought? designer, right? You know, they want to ask me what pillows and colors and <laughs> yeah. shit. No, let's talk about how do you see people in the built environment by biases. I talk about that more than design trends and fucking yeah. colors. Because if you can't, and to do that, this is what I always do. I'll do this exercise and I'll say, you know, I want everyone to close their eyes. Um, and this is now we, we provide, this, I do this thing called equitable design strategies, right? And I'll go meet with developers and we'll do a training session. And I say, let's close your eyes. And if you have children, I want you to think about you, you're throwing a party for your son or your daughter, right? And all their friends are coming over. Your family's going to be there. Now, I want you to describe to me what the room would look like. And they'll mm. say, it'll be colorful, there'll be light, there'll be balloons, there'll be soft seating, there'll be furnishings. And I say, okay, what the people now, how would you feel if the room didn't have any windows, mm-hmm. there was only plastic chairs and tables, mm-hmm. would you want a birthday party for your child in a space like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, 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 no. And it's not good enough for these motherfucking right. people. Right. And it's not until you, a person can literally see themselves right. in, in the environment situation. that they can change the yeah. narrative. Yep. It's the same thing. When, when the person said, you know, poor people don't care about granite countertops, I can have a room full of people, all racist and demographics, and say, tell me the countertop material in your house or where mm-hmm. you rent. And then I'll say, tell me how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. Happy, safe, mm-hmm. clean. All these, like, adjectives. And it's just like, do you think a poor person doesn't want a home that makes them feel the same mm-hmm. way? Then fucking do better. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But you require seeing them as you, people. You gotta see them as people. Yeah. You have to see yourself in that. there. I love that. Do you know that. what I'm saying? Our mayor in D.C., big up to a sister woman, mayor of a major, but she, she talks about stuff and it's like affordable housing. But yeah, bitch, are you seeing what these developers are building? Yeah. yeah. Would you live there? Would yeah. you want to live there with your new baby? Right. If That's it ain't good enough for you, it's right. not good enough for anybody. Well, they didn't work as hard as I did. They didn't do that by X, X, Y, Z, right? And I read this article recently, especially in D.C. They did this rapid rehousing program, right, where they got all these people who was homeless. They got them in housing all across the city, right? And the goal is to help them get on their feet. This mother, she got on her feet. She got a job. Her daughter's, her daughter and her two twin babies were doing good. Her daughter was thriving in school in the district. It was good. And her mother's working. And then the mother gets to notice after a year, you make too much money now. Mm. You can't, you and, can't live here and you can't live anymore. And then it's just like that. You you set that that woman up to fail. Yeah. And how has that now affected her daughter? Who the has mother the it. mother has to be like we got to move, but doesn't really want to tell her. But the eleven year old little girl, she already know. And the way they wrote the article, it talks about how like the daughter is trying to sympathize with her mother, but she doesn't want to tell her friends. She has to leave cheerleading because she's made this group of friends. And in the new the new apartment that they're going to. Right off the bat, roaches, crack paint, mold, shitty lighting. Because she don't make you, that you, much. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just like, wow. 
Who said, someone said that that building that she now has to move to mm. was good enough. Mm-hmm. That's fucking shit. And you got all these people in policy and politics saying it's it's not enough to just house people. What does the environment look like yes. that we put them in? Yes. Because we spend 97% of our time indoors. Right. The human environment matters to your worth and your value. Mm-hmm. So to discredit that I'm just the interior designer and that my services are a luxury commodity, fuck that. Yeah. It's not a luxury, it's a standard. Yeah. Yeah. And we gotta change the yeah. narrative. Yeah. And the people that suffer are black and brown low-income communities, and that's a problem. And the, and, and even the implications. So just like con- like contextualizing that to the city of Richmond, if you look at if you if you put up um a, a, like a urban a urban heat um urban heat islands in the city, and you map the hottest neighborhoods in the city of Richmond. Your hottest neighborhoods are all the where the public housing projects are. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the material that was used to build those public housing mm-hmm. projects are materials that absorb. They absorb heat. Also, there are no. Tr- those are your. Those are your neighborhoods that don't have trees. No yeah. Tree. Exactly. No right. No, exactly. No greenscape. Right. No parks. No open public spaces or anything like that. Right. And so start to layer that with the interior versus the lack of mm-hmm. uh, lack of thought or probably like intentional thought given to the materials used. Oh, we don't need to plant trees because these poor people don't want no shade. There's no escape. They don't need no shade. Yeah. You have you have they no ability no to escape. Yeah. They don't want no. nothing nice no. to look you know I mean? at. Right. Like literally implication. Yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. Yes. Dog. Yes. Like, literally, yes. there's no. Ex- escape i can't see anything <laughs> because there's no room for yeah. it and, and i think the bigger system <clears throat> if you if you're in the housing policy mm-hmm. space at all if you have not read color of law yes, like please. it literally just talks about the biggest issue is we house people based off of age and income mm-hmm which really just boils down to race. Do you know what I'm saying? We still are very segregated. And the color of law talks about how 40, 50 years ago, the systematic Mm -hmm. segregation of communities and how we feel the implications of Mm -hmm. that today from home ownership, from the quality of how housing is built. That's why you still see so many pockets of just like blatant all black communities, all white communities. We have to stop housing people based off of age Mm -hmm. and income. I think that conversation we were talking about was Mm -hmm. like, so we're designing new senior housing. We're only the seniors live together. Right. Like, what conversations can can we have? We talked about like mentorship. Yeah. So imagine, you know, you know, there's a chef, right? There's a chef. He was a chef for 50 years. He retired. He made wealth, restaurants, and everything, right? And he came down to the lobby of a building one day and was watching ESPN. And Jers was in there watching ESPN too, young. Yeah. And they spark up a conversation. And then you tell him, "Yeah, I want. I'm going to culinary school." And now he becomes your mentor, and you guys have this relationship. That's not going to happen because he's in the market rate building and you're in the poor building. You're, you're in the, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, access. You, you, yeah. Access, it right? Your access it limits to the things that definitely, you know. How you're you housed. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, an, another question is um, what kind of game can you both lend to uh, young black women um, about understanding and utilizing their privilege? Mm. About understanding and utilizing their privilege. I'm just gonna say it really loudly. Okay, do you think? Play into the pretty, honey. <laughs> like let's let's let's, let's real talk. Like I mean, plan. privilege is privilege at the end of the no day. No matter what it looks like. You know what I mean? We can't you can't shake that. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you got to find a way to utilize it. Yeah. So I think all the things that are supposed to be deemed to be uh, crutches or whatever is, you know, I'm black, I'm a woman, you know, I have big hair, you know, those are all things that are my strengths. Yeah. Point blank period, end of the day. Somebody love it. It's not even even about what, it's like, those are things that make me recognizable. You know, when I... When I go to a professional thing, like recently I was wearing my hair cornrow, and these are like colleagues that know know me. Yeah. And it would take they would take them a whole like, oh Kia, that's you. Because my big hair was missing. Yeah. It's like same Kia, my hair is just smaller. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but but, but, that, but this is one of those things like all it all the things that people tell you are negatives, 
they're your fucking superpowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, don't make yourself small. Mm-hmm. So I think that that like, don't make yourself small yeah. because right, like, throw out the narrative because you have the big hair because yeah. you look like yeah. Don't make that. yourself. Don't feel like no. Actually, nah. I'm gonna. Yeah. And this is coming from somebody like when I graduated and I went into corporate America, I straightened my hair, and then I was like, I'm not doing this. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, this I don't, shouldn't, I don't have to, I don't, I shouldn't have to feel like I have. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I go back to don't make yourself small. Right. You know what I mean? Because also here's the here is I think the beauty of companies wanting to do this diversity, equity, inclusion work. Use that to your advantage. Use that to your advantage. Yeah. If you, I mean. If you are in a place where folks are like throwing resources at you because you are the only one, yeah, take it, take Ew. it, take it. Take Whether that looks yeah. like paying for school, going to train, like yeah. take it. I mean, it's right. there. Use it to your advantage. Don't feel like oh my god, but they're only doing this because um, they probably are mm. because you're that's only it, woman, that's because it. you're black. Yeah, but like sis, do what you gotta yeah, do. do what you, <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing, like. But people are like you can't you can't tell a woman to play into the pretty. That sucks. Fuck that. I know my male clients. They'll be like, "Who's in the meeting? Oh yeah, I got to wear the suit today." And he knows, right? He knows. Unfortunately, we still live in a society where the exterior, outward-facing things yeah. fucking matter, yeah. right? It's the idea on the reality. It's the, the idea. Reality is, the reality yeah. is that's what it is. Yeah. So I think I know there's benefits to being a pretty black woman with a great smile. Right. And this is the thing. I'll smile when I say, no, you fucking wrong. And I'll put a big smile on the end of that thing, like an exclamation point. But I, I think, don't be afraid. It exists, and it's real. And I, luckily, I have not had any, like, Me Too movement experiences. You know, men, white men, at that, have been more supportive of me. Hmm. And I could call any three of my clients, top clients right now, and say, I'm ready to do a development deal. Walk me through the process. Find me a white woman that I know through industry. Pff, fucking so crickets. Crickets. So, you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, I think this notion of beauty and pretty, that's a privilege, mm-hmm. right? But it resonates with people. And, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? I think you will, you will, you will ultimately evolve Right, like Mariah and I was earlier talking about like what I was wearing, and normally I'd be like, I'm gonna get all dolled up. I wear a bodycon dress, four inch heel, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> right, and let it all do what it do, and then let my words really resonate with you. Now I pretty much wear the same thing every day: black jeans and a black button-up shirt, and the heels and the earrings change, because bigger shit than that matters yeah. at a certain point. Um, but you you just gotta evolve and learn when to use your tools, and what's inherently who you are, and then how to use them to your advantage, yep. and then realize those shit that shit don't matter. It does. It, you all you're constantly evolving. Thinking of black young girls, what gives them that confidence to want to be able to be in these spaces and feel like I can say what I want to say, I can be who I want to be. Like they gotta C&M. see they gotta Alignment. see examples. Alignment. They gotta see examples. Oh my. So I was in Richmond two weeks ago speaking at VCU when they're in interior design program, right? And I'll give it their credit. It was probably one of the most diverse class, classes I spoke to. And there were like four black girls in there. And this, you know, I spoke and the white girls were eating it up, right? <laughs> then the little black girl said, you know, I, I got to tell you something. When I saw your poster, I almost cried. Mm. And I was like, well, why? And she was like, well, my faculty doesn't reflect, they don't look like me. Mm. I don't know any other interior designers of color. Mm. So over the break, I was literally talking to my mother about leaving the program because I'm tired of being the only. Mm. And it's like, damn, how Mm. old is this little girl? Mm. Right? And she said, in hearing your story and just seeing you, I saw myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why representation in these spaces Mm -hmm. matter. That's why I don't care where the school is, what it is, what the panel. If someone says, come and speak, I know there's some brown boy or girl in there. Even if it's just one. One. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. And I think they got to see Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. They got to see us. And they got to realize our stories Mm -hmm. are equally as important. They're not important when I come, you know, super huge. My story is important right Right now, exactly where I'm at in this level. And I think 
representation uh-huh. and accessibility matter. Yeah. But in 2020, a young student uh-huh. said, uh-huh. you are the first black uh-huh. interior designer of color I've ever seen. Why the fuck is that? Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That's yeah. why we're not creating our spaces. Because they don't see people who look like them. Right. And no 19-year-old girl should feel like, I'm I should change my career because I don't see someone who looks like me. Yeah. That's a fucking yeah. problem. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've had similar situations to that. Oh, I'm sure. Especially say, in urban planning. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. Like, students email or say, wow. And to hear that, I think sometimes it's, it's too like, okay, you're an urban planner. You're going to come in and talk about the status quo of urban planning. But when I also start to talk about, like, space and black women and power in the built environment, it's like, yeah. you're black and you are, like, talking about urban planning in a way that I haven't heard. Like, yeah. you're not talking about transportation planning. And, you know, and all those things are important, but you're adding this different lens. It's like, wow, like, yeah. I can do this. I do belong in this field. How I'm thinking about this also matters. So yeah. it, liter- it literally is. You cannot be what you don't see, right? Like, it really yep. is about representation. So, you know, I adjunct at VCU, and that's one of the things that even those, that's one of the things that hasn't come off my plate right. because, I know how it, important it is for an 18-year-old mm-hmm. to, to be, to, to, to see somebody who looks like them 100%. in a field that is predominantly white, predominantly male, mm-hmm. and for them to feel like, okay, I can do this over the next four to five years as well. Mm-hmm. And, 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 this is, and this is the thing. It's like, I, the, the, the sad part is this ain't going to change overnight. No. Nope. Because what field is not predominantly white yeah. besides football? Yeah. And I don't know. Again, I don't follow sports. I think there are a lot more white quarterbacks than black quarterbacks. So that was our key role, right? I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. what, even the coaches. Coaches. Right? Oh, Everything, yeah, right? All the what field? All the owners, right? What field, unfortunately, isn't predominantly white? And, and I just think we have to realize it's going to probably take two or three generations to change that narrative. Yep. Sure. And Right now, I'm talking to one of, you know, a black architecture firm called Define Design Group. And it's just like, how do we get these kids to realize this profession, interior design, urban planning, civil engineer, MEP, mechanical, electrical, plumbing, structural design, those career, those trades fucking matter. And we need more people who look like us in those trades. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, if 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 I had a dollar for every time I asked a little white girl, well why did you get it into interior design? Well my mommy was an architect and my dad was this and then I watched HGTV and and I moved the furniture around in my house in my bedroom. Look, no, no, Tasha ain't got cable. She ain't seen no fucking HGTV. You dig what I'm saying? First of all, wait, Tasha didn't have cable. Tasha didn't have cable. Tasha didn't even have her own motherfucking bedroom. One. Tasha didn't even probably had windows. Tasha probably had lead paint that affected it. her academic you know what I'm saying yeah, and it's just it. like this is why it starts with like yeah. what are the environments mm-hmm. that we are creating yes. for young people of color mm-hmm. yeah. you, you know what I'm saying I think yeah. we don't see what's possible if we don't have access right. to it You're right. and I, I think it's it's not going to happen overnight, but yeah. stories like mm-hmm. Mariah's need to be like a black yeah, urban planner. Like, oh, like, oh, hello, wow. a woman. Hello, yeah. hello. She's going to have her own business one day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then, yeah. then, wait, wait, wait. And then she's going to hire. We're manifesting. And then she's going to hire other black urban design that. urban planners right I posted a, a, something on Instagram when I'm you know I'm looking for a, an employee right a team so member listen. and then my uh, my girlfriend she's texting oh, me she's like that? I might got someone for you I was like is she black and she was like yeah I was like oh okay yeah. and then I screenshotted it and I put it on Instagram yeah. I was like there might be an HR violation in here but you know what I'm the motherfucking boss so it don't matter <laughs> but I need to be as intentional yeah, with making sure I hire that people part. of color yeah. right yeah. because that's what they do so you that opportunity who, who 70% per, of that's jobs don't get posted because that's people hire within, within. their network that's, 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 that's what Brian and Joseph did yeah. like that's 
what Susie and Harold did. I applied for a job a couple weeks ago, and I was like, all right, but, me, or tried to anyway, like, right? Work so, so, my, so my boss, <laughs> so my boss sent me the link. I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah, I'm ready. Cook this joint. I'm ready. Get the interview. All this, right? Should I go? You know what I mean? Put my information in and shit. Hit submit. Oh, it's only for in-house. Why the fuck can't yeah, yeah, Why, why I'm looking at this? You have to. You have to. You have to. damn. I will put this caveat on yeah. this, though. The biggest issue yeah. that I've seen is that some of these young black designers, yeah. their craft, their skill, is not on part of their white counterparts. Mm. And it's like, God damn. Like, I'm not you. Come well, on. You got to keep it real. Shoot us down. That's all got to be. And listen, like, you have to be. Yeah. Not even. No, I don't even believe in that twice is a good thing. Mm. I just be like, be fucking good. Be sharp. Be good. Know what and the I, fuck you doing. And right. I look. And know I look your job. Know your job. I ain't asking no more than that. Just know what the fuck you doing. I want you. I want you. Just know what the fuck you doing. Help me fucking help you. Right? I'll look, I'll look at the portfolios and the resumes of like, yeah. si- you know, Sydney and and Jessica and Sarah, and then I'll look at Bree's. I'm like, Bree, I can't. Like, where's the disconnect? Yeah. In you got this typo in your resume. Yeah. Like, like can I? Can, yeah. I, I can't unsee like, it. Like, yeah, I can't unsee this. Like, it's your address too. Like, you want to fuck your address? And, 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 so and on, this, son. and this is not the. This is the lesson I learned right. in my business last year, right. right? So last year, I I hired three young black junior designers, mm-hmm. and uh, it was dope. But not go dope for operating costs and cash flow, bro. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like as a business owner, I can't operate my business. I can't save you and you work for me at the mm-hmm, same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like one yeah. of the projects that I'm trying to, I'm creating is called a determined step, right? It's an in-between program to help young designers gearing towards young designers of color of navigating that process between school and professionalism, Mm -hmm. right? Right. And then the next step is what happens when you've been at your job for two or three years and you're ready ready to pivot Mm -hmm. and take another step. Mm -hmm. How do you ask for more money? How do you transition careers? How do you leave a job and start ethically extracting information and resources, Mm -hmm. right? How do you ask for more money? Because Yes, I want to hire people of color, but if you're if you're not qualified, I can't save you on my dime because yeah. I am trying to operate a business. And I think the caveat to that too is I think that the qualification is there, but we also have to realize the way like white power and white mm-hmm. privilege works is that they have access to all these like little in between mm-hmm. things that we historically mm-hmm. have not, mm-hmm. and so they're coming more prepared, probably less like less qualified, yeah. but you know, daddy, yeah, mommy, words, mommy's yeah. was was an interior designer, so they know all the yeah. little things. Right. So what's a lot of times what's missing for us is the it's the yeah. little things. Yep. It's like how do you navigate? Connect it's like the, the soft the things. So, like how do you yep. navigate this space? How you get this? How you get this program? How you get yeah. this internship? Oh, yeah. right. Uh, my dad, uh, his, his How'd yeah. you get on this yeah. podcast yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my dad plays golf with the CEO yeah. and, blah, you know? blah, and all that bullshit, right? But um, you know, um, black girls meet up. Let's yeah. let's, let's get into that a little bit. Let's, let's so I black girls meet up. I started in 2016. I feel like the genesis is kind of self-serving. So I came down here for grad school, mm-hmm. and I just found that there were very few spaces for black women to just come together and just like be. Right in the urban planning space too, but I thought about it in the context of Richmond is going through some like mm. transitions, gentrification, all these things happening, right? And so I was just like, I I wanted to create something where Black girls could literally come and meet up, right? Mm. And so, it's the first meetup was actually um, at the Bowtie Theater. We went to see Hidden Figures. Okay. Mm. Um, the other, the I think the second one was like a community yoga class. So I hired a Black yoga instructor to come do a class, oh, yeah. and it kind of just like grew and evolved and like into. I wanted it, so I, I've always struggled with making it like a over programming it and then just allowing it to be an organic space because I think that one of the things we struggle with as black women too is like we always have so much like there's a thing to do right mm-hmm. and so I, I tried to stay away from making it feel like an obligation like right. I literally wanted to be a space where there's a meetup you're coming because you decide you need this like you want to be around other black women you want to be in a space with other black women to like partake in this thing gotcha. um, and so it really just evolved into like being you know a way for black women to learn the city of Richmond mm. together okay. nice. right and to be to be in a space together. 
That's good, man. Because yeah. you know, y'all able to in those spaces, y'all able to really lean on each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and you know, like we talk about open toolboxes, mm-hmm. right? So when you mm-hmm. open your toolbox, let me see. Oh, what you got in there? Oh, you got a ratchet? I don't got one of those. <laughs> let me see. Yo, can I use that real quick? And then I I bring it back when I you know when I get proficient with it, I'm gonna get my own. You know what I'm saying? Just just being able to be there and, and have that community where y'all, like I said, you can lean on each other and really learn something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In in the midst of having fun or, you know, right. having a good time. Right. And I think it's like, anytime I see a job posting, I'm yeah. like sending it around to my people first. Beautiful. Like, hey, you mm-hmm. saw this? Do you know Beautiful. somebody who might be a good a problem? Right. So part of it is like all the women who would come to meetups were, and we never had an interior designer. Right? Yeah. Um, We rarely had planners, to be honest. Yeah. But they were all in different professions. So part of it was like, you you know, as yeah. we're all, and you know, the the main demographic I would say was like from like 22 to probably like early 30s. Gotcha. So in the space of like, I'm at this job maybe, but like I may want to transition. So another part of it was like, how can we create these connections? So if yeah. I'm looking for something or looking for an opportunity or looking, you know, for a tool, yeah. I can reach out to somebody who I've met at the meetup, and you know, yeah. they can help me and you know, pull me up while yes. they're they're moving along too. Yes, that's big. Yeah, that's big. So you going over there? Absolutely. I, have, I haven't. I haven't had a meetup in a while. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I had thought about. I actually wanted to extend it to like do some other cities and mm. stuff like that. So that would be dope too, to, have yeah. it, to have it actually become. Yes. That. You know what yes. I'm saying? Black girls meet up, L. A. Right, hello, yes. But she got it. Wait, she got to clear her food. Going back to that. I'm loving it though. Oh man. Look. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I gotta say, man, it was absolutely a pleasure um, having y'all here today. Um, just to give up this game and just share um in the way that y'all have. But before we let y'all go, I just wanna ask each one of y'all, um, you know, on your journeys, what's the hardest lesson? Uh, y'all have learned mm. thus far because you know of course you you know you you amass these things you you gain success but we still want the young kids to know that you know on your journey it's going to be some hardships it's going to be some things that's not so sweet but as long as you stick with it and stay with it you know you can make something happen so what's the the hardest lesson y'all the hardest lesson so far oh some trials and tribulations man boy yeah so i i think <clears throat> I've learned to stop qualifying things as good or bad hmm. or success or failure. Hmm. Everything is just the process. Hmm. Uh, and I think realizing my mindset, my thoughts, my feelings, um, and my words will keep me in whatever good or bad scenario. It's like when I, like last year I was having a cash flow issue. I was being transparent and talking about, like, oh, my cash flow sucks, my cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. And every time I would regurgitate that story, it was a negative thought process. And then it was me feeling like my cash flow was. So it kept me there. Mm-hmm. And I think I need, instead of saying having a cash flow was bad, it was just like, this is just where I'm at. It's neither good mm-hmm. nor bad. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? The minute you qualify something as bad, it keeps you in that negative space and in that mindset. The minute you qualify something as good, it puts you in that euphoric state and you think you're doing good. So then when something bad happens, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So for me, I think the greatest lesson I've learned, um, and just recently in the past, this past year, it's just like it, everything is just a process. Yeah. It's neither bad nor good. Stay, it's just stay, mindset. Just is. Stay just even. It's mindset. It's mindset. Basically, yeah. emotionally, like, stay even. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because yes. good shit gonna happen, bad shit gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You gotta deal with it all kind of the same mindset. way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same process. I need you know? to hear that. Because I be... Right. Things when things be going wrong, I be like, like my I whole am. energy change, my yeah. mood, everything. And like, you stay there longer. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Boy. And especially yeah. when it comes to money. If we all sat right now and stressed money and wanted more, do you think more money will appear in our bank accounts right now magically? Nope. Yeah. It's, like it's a posts, mindset. It's like them posts on Facebook. If you say amen, you're going to get $20 <laughs> yeah. later in the day. Yeah, yeah. it's a mindset. I've been trying to stay away from the social media. Yeah, we talked about this last episode. Like, all the oh, things that yeah. they put out there, you you always thinking somebody else life good or they doing great just because what they post, what they say. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I got to I gotta do what's best for me. I got to motivate myself. I got to depend on myself. I can't be looking at their life and say, yeah. dang, I wish I was me or yeah. I, I got to make more money. You know, it's it's different. It ain't. 
You don't know what they sacrificed right. to get whatever it is they got. You don't mm-hmm. know what they gained. You don't know what they lost. You don't know who was there. Mm-hmm. Or what, what happened saying? five minutes before they Thank posted you. that picture. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or after. People or be after. lying. Okay. People <laughs> lying. You know what I'm saying? People you in a dark lying. space. You post something positive. <laughs> dark space. Like, right. Right. You don't know. You really don't know. So it's like, man, I'm not going to try to wear those shoes. I'm going to fucking wear my shoes until these motherfuckers wear out. And that's it. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. No, I think mine was a, like, run my race. Because yeah. I, I, I think, too, with, like, social media, I have gone through, like, needing to just, like, purge myself of it. Feeling like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm looking at, you know, all these people, what they're doing. And it would make me super, super anxious. Like, I... I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then saying, well, girl, where are you supposed to be? Like, right. who's telling you that you're <laughs> supposed to be there? Yeah. Like, what is this outcome that you have, like, yeah. crafted in your mind of where you're supposed to be at 27 years old? Mm-hmm. We just, um, we just and, and yo, like, 27, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think yeah. for Shit, me, I'm 38, and I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it out. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. No, because that's, it's evolving, though. That's the that's, thing. That's the beauty of keeping it's, it real, yeah, though. It's evolving. Like, like somebody else would hear that exact thing, right? Because they're like, okay, yeah, she, you know, she got her own business, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. I'm hearing that. Smiling, First of all, I'm like, right? And then, and then you comfortable, right? And then you comfortable enough to be like, well, shit. Right. I, yes, I do have all of these things, but right. in, in, in my view of what it right. should look like, yeah. I'm still not there yet. Yeah. Like being comfortable with knowing that you're still in right. the midst of the process, right. even though you've acquired all yeah. of these things. Yeah. This shit don't define me. I still got more work to do. And sometimes it's not in, you know, what it is I feel like my first passion was. You know, I could blog. I could research. I could do all of these things. Right? I'm still in the midst of my process. Yeah. Don't let nobody knock you off your square. I think... So that that's professionally. Personally, I keep going back to like obligatory relationships. Yeah. I've been in that season more recently, and and it was more when you said um, trauma bonds. Uh-huh. And so what I would tell like black girls is I think that we care we carry like we carry those deeply, okay. and I feel like it wasn't for me until my early twenties where I really realized like I gotta create some boundaries with my family, even my mom, like even True. the people who are closest to me. Yeah. And when I'm having conversations with other black women, it that is a theme. Like yeah. it's just like it's toxic sometimes. They affect you. It, they really and do. And you allow them they to. They really right? do. So I think that was the hardest lesson to learn too, yeah. like saying no, Man. being okay with saying no, and not feeling bad about it. Because <laughs> like at the end of the day, like. Yeah. I gotta take care of me. This is this is not business. This is really personal. That part. Like, At this the is end personal. of the day, no is a, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> yeah. No and period. Yeah. No. Thank you. Uh, you get a chance go listen to our last episode. I'm telling you, you gonna hear a lot oh, of the par- we, lot of parallels, and it was yeah. just guys in here, so you hear a lot of the same. Yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of the same parallels. And well, I'm glad black men are talking um, about that. You have to. Yeah. You have to, man. You know, because it's hard out here, especially for us, man. Because you know, we, once we put our feet on the floor from that bed, it's already World War Three outside. But it doesn't have to be, though. It I want us to stop it that doesn't. narrative. Life is like it doesn't. Not, life is not. It doesn't have to be hard. It if doesn't we, have to be survival mode. It doesn't. Ha- we can. Ch- if we change our mindset. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. A year ago, if you would have told me, I'd be like, shut that bullshit up, bro. <laughs> shit. This shit hard. It's hard out here. Yeah. Right. It's hard because we constantly keep we that narrative that. of angst and hard. Like, I got to struggle before I can do good. Fuck that. I'm not. Every day I get to wake up, that's just a blessing. Yeah. If we if we learn to shift our mindset to, like, you're not traveling broke. The abundance is that you fucking traveling. Yes, that's like, scary. come on. Like, hello. Like, yeah. I think there's abundance that shows up yeah. in our lives every day. But we, we st- black people, we've been married to this narrative of like it's gotta yeah. be hard it gotta be struggle yeah. like you gotta be two times as better no you should wanna again read the four agreements you should wanna do your best at all times cause that's just how you wanna yep. live your life yep. yeah. and shit is hard if you can't it, it just it doesn't have to be Yeah, it doesn't have to be my book is and she talks a lot well, my pleasure activism she talks a lot about like sexual pleasure but it's also social like finding mm-hmm. pleasure in social justice work mm-hmm. like a lot of times we come from it from the perspective of like this is grueling grassroots like you know what I mean but it's like how do we find joy in the mm-hmm. everyday right. pleasure in the everyday, everyday. things right like yeah. it doesn't always have to be this survival mode until we get to this destination like it, like life is flow yeah. you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. You don't got to make trouble with Raina. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just chill, bro. It's all right. You good today. 
But yeah, man, thank y'all so much. Of for course, thank you for having oh, us. It's been a pleasure. Uh, if y'all want to shout out y'all social medias, things yes. that y'all got coming up, whatever sure. you guys Websites, are doing, please. Yeah. Please yes, so you can find me <coughs> MariahLWilliams.com My Instagram and Twitter are both M. Lachey Williams, so follow me Reach out to me um, Do I have any upcoming I don't have any upcoming conferences or talks or anything Like that, but anytime I do I'll post it on my website and the registration link And stuff like that, um, or if you're interested In having me come speak about any of the things I talked about today, urban sure. planning, black space Then you can reach out to me on there too Cool uh, Kia N. Weatherspoon on Instagram, Kia Weatherspoon on the website, and my business, Determined by Design. Um, a couple of things coming up is the Determined Step. We'll be launching that class soon. Um, and for keynotes paid, um, I'm always available on kiaweatherspoon.com. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And as always, I'm Ramir Roberts, a.k.a. Jersey. James Woodard, a.k.a. Nug. And we in the chat. Chip. Guess who started a podcast? Riddle me that. Nug and his boy Jersey, and we talking smack. Sports, music, and life, we talking all of that. We live in effect. Hey, yo, we, we in, in the, the chat. chat.